<laughs> Happy February, y'all. You want to make 2023 your best golfing season yet? There's a lot of you, a lot of golfers roll into that new year and they're fired up. Well, today, let's talk about how to actually make it happen. Like, let's make your dreams a thing that you can accomplish. Let's get some tangible steps. And I basically want to detail out how we can get your preseason checklist dialed in so you can make 2023 your best golfing season ever. My name is Tim Connor. I'm the host of this podcast, Golf Show. This is simply dedicated to the golf learning curve. Every week we are here to help move you a step the right direction to get you to where you want to be with your golfing game and goals. That's why it's called Chasing Your Best. This podcast is sponsored by hard work. That's what matters to me. I want you working hard. I want you making a plan and working your plan. Anyway, let's dig in. Let's get that preseason checklist dialed in. So uh, you're not looking back at 2023 with regrets. No regrets. Remember that. Let's dig in. Firstly, if your technique is not dialed in by now, you want to take this opportunity the last four, six, eight, 12 weeks, whatever you have, to get your foundation as solid as possible. Because when it comes time to play, changing your technique is going to be incredibly much more difficult. It's not impossible, it's just a lot harder. And those that do the early work will have the benefit later during season. You don't wanna be reinventing your golf swing in the middle of season, so shore up your technique. What does that mean for you? It depends on where your holes are. It depends on where your holes are in your game. Here's my basic outline for teaching golf. Number one, move well. That means you turn well, that means your head doesn't move a lot side to side in the backswing, means you turn your shoulders roughly 90 degrees in the backswing, you have a weight shift that moves towards the target, you finish in a balanced finish position with your weight on your lead foot, and throughout that whole process, your arms are gonna stay relatively straight, especially through the hitting area. We want our arms straight, we wanna coordinate that club face, we wanna hit the ground in front of the ball when the ball is on the ground, and we wanna hit the center of the club face consistently. That's all part of having solid fundamentals. Where are your holes at? Well, you got to sit down and figure out what are the things that are really hurting me? What are the things that hurt my consistency? What are the things that are keeping me from playing the kind of golf I want to play and get that work done this next four, six, eight, 12 weeks, whatever you got, shore it up as much as you can. Yardage gaps. This is the time to figure out your yardage gaps and your opportunities to improve your set of clubs. Instead of just going to a Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever and buying your clubs out of some impulse purchase, go somewhere where you can get some honest yardage gaps. Work with a golf coach if you can. I'm a big advocate of that. I know it's not in everyone's budget, but if you have a trusted resource or a golf coach in your area that you can trust, work with them to help you get your yardage gaps dialed. A good rule of thumb is roughly four degrees between your clubs, and then we want 10 to 15 yards gapping per club depending on the upper or the lower end of your set but what we do want to look for when you're doing that yardage gapping session between an iron or between a wedge in the bottom of your set is there all of a sudden a gap that's irregular so for example you're seeing 10 yard gaps between your irons 10 12 14 yards whatever it is and then all of a sudden you see an 18 or a 20 yard gap what is that red flag do you need a different loft do you need a different club is it just a club you're hitting poorly? Is it a bad fit? Does it have too much backspin? These are all questions a qualified coach or fitter could help you answer, but we want consistent gapping throughout the bag. We want your wedges to gap evenly to your pitching wedge, all the way up to your last iron, to your next wood or your hybrid, 
and then even gaps on the way up to your driver. Whatever those gaps are, we just want them to be even, and we want them to complement your golf game. So whatever kind of courses you're playing, whatever your style of golf is, do you need more help in your woods? Do you need more help in your wedges? Right now is the time of year to figure that stuff out. So take the time, do your due diligence now, so you don't just show up and go to Dick's and buy a driver off the shelf or a three wood or a hybrid or a wedge at the last minute. Get it dialed in right and uh, you'll have the benefit of that later. This is an important one. And let's address the elephant in the room real quick if you're watching this. Podcast is available on YouTube now. So if you haven't watched one, I'd recommend hopping over there and do me a favor, subscribe if you enjoy it. I lost my beard. I shaved it off. It was that time of year. Summer's coming around the corner, which is all the more reason you should be getting ready for golf season. Now, this is a this is a big one. I'm telling you, it will keep you focused longer. So if you can put an event on the calendar, whether that's with the boys, the girls, the family, whatever it is, a tournament, something that's important to you, if you get that on your golf calendar now, ASAP, it will help keep you focused throughout the season. It will give you something to look towards and work towards so you can peak when you want to be peaking. In a perfect world, you're going to have as many events as it takes to keep you focused. For some, that might be one or two. Others, that might be four, five, six, seven. If you're a competitive golfer, might be even more than that. But the idea here is that we get something on the calendar so we got we keep our eyes on the prize as long as possible and we're working towards something. And uh, that's a really great way to ensure that you don't slip up or go slack when you should be practicing. I bet you that you wouldn't have bet you would have heard this from me. Make some bets. Friendly wagers. It's like betting your best friend that one of you can lose more weight this month or making healthy bets that will allow you to stay focused. Don't bet something that's a meaningful dollar value to lose, but bet something that's a meaningful way to keep you focused. Maybe you have some kind of uh, something funny that happens at the end of your bet. Maybe one of you has to go stand in the corner and do something funny. Maybe you got to wear something funny to the golf course. I don't know. But with your friend group, use it as an opportunity to make some bets that are healthy, that will help keep all of you focused. And there's nothing sweeter than uh, or more satisfying than winning a bet with some of your closest golfing buddies. Now, I bet, <laughs> I bet that if you talk to them about that, that's an easy sell for most golf groups. Have something, keep it healthy, keep it positive, encourage each other, support each other, but also win and put your effort in the right places. That's just one of those little hacks that's going to help you get closer to, uh, to making it your best year ever. All right, now the coach and me couldn't finish without talking about this. I think it's a great way to set yourself up to make it a great year, and that's setting your goals and expectations early. What do you want out of the game? What's important to you? Do you is it social? Is it competitive? Do you want to shave strokes off your handicap? Or maybe you just want to get more rounds in with your family or your business partners or whatever that is. Set those things out now and set goals that you can hit and attain and set expectations along those lines. So for example, you want to shave three strokes off your handicap, so you're going to commit to practicing an hour a week. You're much more likely to commit to that because you have this thing that you're working towards. 
Also in the expectations category, you're not going to get upset with yourself if you're not putting the time in. I feel strongly that golf is fun. It should be fun. You started playing golf because it was fun. You had some spark of joy. And I think it's important you keep that in the forefront. So setting your expectations, don't think you're better than you are. That's me keeping it real. Have fun and uh, keep that at the core of golf. Because if you're having fun, you're going to come back to the course more often. If you come back to the course more often, you're more likely to improve and get to where you want to be. So having goals and expectations is another thing to just stack odds in your favor. It's an odds multiplier. All of these little things, if you do them, stack the odds in your favor. That's what I got for you today. I want you to take all these things, have a conversation with yourself about where is your game, where are you at, work on your technique, set some dates, have some bets with your friends, take this stuff seriously, and if you do, it, you're just stacking, you're stacking odds in your favor. That's what it's all about. Anyway, this was a different podcast. Let me know what you think. I enjoy talking about this stuff that's not always golf technique focused because there's a lot more to the game. The Golf is a really deep rabbit hole. I think that's what keeps us all coming back. You never really win golf, and I appreciate that. And um, there's a lot for all of us to learn. If you have any ideas, comments for the next podcast, let me know because I don't know what you don't know. Leave this thing a review. Share it with a friend that helps more than you know. And uh, I'll catch you back here same time, same place next week. He's crazy. Man.